welcome back to the edition podcast i hope all my listeners that went to las vegas for cs have made it out okay um we won't find any crying tech journalists under blackjack tables and the like i smugly (laughs) did not go to vegas the person chuckling at the end of this call did not make it to vegas hello once again jeff gamut charlotte henry it is so great to get to hang out with you again. I'm delighted to have you. And while you and I did not make it to Vegas, uh, only one of those is for legal reasons. We won't share who that is. <laughs> no, no, no. Um, no, no, no. We, neither of us went to CES, but obviously we followed the goings on there quite closely. Mm-hmm. But what happened that we're going to talk about actually didn't happen at CES. Apple pulled a classic Apple PR move and announced all the release details for the Vision Pro. We have to call it a spatial computer, don't we? I'm calling it the face computer. Right. They don't want us to call it a headset. Not allowed to call it a headset. We're not allowed to mention AR or VR. But they announced all the details for that. Basically, a CES started, which is a very Apple move. Mm-hmm. Um, the pre-sales have already happened a few days ago, pre-orders uh, before uh, we were recording this. It was 19th of January, I think. And... Uh, early February, the device can be picked up from a store. You can be able to get one. It well, costs. We can m- get one. You can't get one. A very valid point. Yes, it's only going to be out in America. And it is going to cost 3499 of your American dollars. So my mm-hmm. first question to you, Jeff Gower, is have you bought one? No. However, (laughs) let me explain why I wasn't even considering getting one on launch day. And it is not for the same reason a lot of other people were were thinking. Uh, For me, it was because you, if you wear glasses, they make prescription lenses for you. Mm -hmm. And we didn't know the details about those prescriptions. And uh, with, with my prescription, some of the companies, uh, like, uh, uh, what's the mail order one? Warby Parker. Okay. I can't buy glasses from companies like that because my prescription is outside the range of what they can make. <laughs> so I didn't want to to get into this and then find out that I can't get lenses. Yeah, sure. And it turns out that I need to uh, to get more information because I probably can't get lenses but i might be able to ah this is a, this is intriguing yes because i i wear glasses as well although i also wear contact lenses which i don't think you do so i could buy a standard uh a standard vision pro and put my mm-hmm. contact lenses in instead and that would all be fine but yes they did make a point didn't they uh that those people that wear glasses like you and i can order a prescription of course what they didn't say is often your prescription changes every 12 to 24 months so we haven't quite yes. tackled what that's going to be but let's let's delve into the specification now i i guess what you were talking about is why you didn't buy one is why you thought lots of people hadn't bought one i should say is because of the enormous price point which is fair enough that's fair yep yep, yep. it's and very I, expensive yeah and i think that is why a lot of people weren't considering it um and we should say it's expensive, not in and of itself, but relatively expensive compared to some of the rival products, the Meta's products and so on. Yes. And I think that plays into why Apple has been so uh, strict 
about the way they will let developers identify Vision Pro. They're, right. I mean, I can. I should just say, I can buy a Meta Quest Three, which I I just googled it while you were answering mm-hmm. for. 470 480 pounds basically and they seem to be in stock delivery seems pretty simple like Mm -hmm. they are gettable for fractions of what the apple product is now of course i'm going to go full tim cook and be like yeah but the meta quest 3 doesn't do xyz you have to use your hands with the you know with the handles with the little controlly things which apple vision pro doesn't have but there is a big difference between £480 and $3,499. Right. And this is where Apple has quite the trick they need to pull off because mm. they're presenting Vision Pro to us not as uh, an AR, VR headset like like uh, the, the Quest and and all of these other... Um, little headsets that have been available for for years now. Mm. They're presenting I this to us. I played one years ago. Yeah, and well, yes, and I've played with several VR headsets over the wow. years, and th- for me, they've all been disappointing experiences. Um, I, I mean, mean I'd ha- cool, I but... I was at a party when someone pulled one out, and I'd had a fair bit to drink, so I was a very into the under the sea experience. Yeah, that yeah, that's I don't not that, the way to experience. That's a, a not VR a comprehensive headset. review, no. No, actually, it's probably pretty accurate because I think that's how a lot of people use them. <laughs> right. Okay. Yeah, uh, but yeah, what Apple's trying to educate us with, mm-hmm. about, or teach us, or get us to believe, depending on your perspective, is that Vision Pro is not the same thing as a VR headset. No, it's They're, a spatial computer. Yeah, it's a spatial computer. So what, what Apple is trying to do is create a whole new computing platform. Like, I know. This I, is so I, I, Apple, it hurts. It is. It and is. we're saying I mean, that as I, two people that love Apple products. Yeah, yes. Um, but, okay, when I read between the lines on what on the wording Apple is using, what it tells me is that this is Apple's first step into creating a different way for us to interact with our regular um, computing apps that we use all the time, the the sort of apps that we that we use on our Macs, on our iPhones, on our iPads, on w- whatever platform. That's where Apple wants to go with this, and so they're they're trying to drive that message hard right now, so that that they can get people to understand this is what we're doing. We're not making a gaming VR headset. Right. Now, Uh, here's the thing, though. Will people buy it? I mean, like like emotionally buy it. Yes. Not not just spend the money on it. So Um, there's a couple of things I want to draw out from what you've said, mm because I think they're really important points. If you watch, and I have watched them, I know you have, watch some of the introductory Vision Pro videos, Mm-hmm. None of it is about really. There's little bits about gaming, but that's not really what's going on. It's about jumping between your calendar and this app and the productivity and being in a meeting and all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. 
And, the, and okay, you know, Apple is all about controlling the message. And that's what they're doing with these videos. Mm-hmm. And they made a very intentional decision to minimize gaming in the message that they're giving us because they really want to drive home the idea that that maybe your next computer isn't a Mac, it's a Vision Pro. Oh, I was going to say, it's an iPad. Have I missed the, I've missed the thing? Yeah. Catch up, Charlotte. Okay, okay, okay. But... Obviously, this is a media show, and the what I've been interested in the Vision Pro as is that as a media consumption experience, right? That mm-hmm. to me, like I cannot imagine being on a Zoom call like you and I are now with a headset on my face. I'm happy. I've got my headphones. I've got my mic. I've got my nice display. That's enough for me. Frankly, I don't need any more Jeff Gamut than that, and that's good. Do you th- I'm sorry to hear that. <laughs> um, do you know? But do you know what I mean? I don't need. I don't feel I need to spend that money to be in that kind of environment, and I'm not sure how many people will. And therefore, I wonder: will people have it as okay? Inevitably, it will be used for games. Apple can say what they like, but that's how people are going to see it. Of course, it's going. Yes, it's going to be used for games. People are going to watch movies and TV shows on it. And that's the bit I'm interested in. Are people going to watch TVs and movies on it? Oh, absolutely. And and I say that because we can look at uh, at all of the other headsets that are out there, Oculus, yeah, um, anything, and people do that. And and I've been on airplanes where I've seen someone put on their little VR headset and they're watching – I'm telling myself they're watching Jurassic Park, but it's a completely self-contained environment where I don't know what they're watching and it could be anything and I don't want to know that part. So everyone watches Jurassic Park on a headset on an airplane. I mean I think if you pull one of those out on an airplane, you need to immediately be removed from the airplane, but okay. Uh, yeah, I'm with you, um, but also times are changing, and um, so uh, I would yeah. be distinctly freaked if some person next to me on an airplane just pulled out an Oculus. It, it's weird to see. Or, yeah. It's never been someone sitting next to me. If that if that was the case, I would be t- completely creeped out. But they're sitting next to someone. That's the point. Anyway, let's not get distracted by this. Yeah. But it does demonstrate our point of it as a consumption device, mm-hmm. presumably. Mm-hmm. Now, where I think Apple has done really well is getting rid of the handhold controls. It's all about your eyes and your own hand movements, right? Yes. And I think that does lend itself towards some kind of media consumption because you're kind of more relaxed. You're not worrying about where the thing you need to hold is, you know, like, think about even the days of Wii Tennis. Like, Wii Bowling was fun, right? That's all fun. It's fun. But, I still have my Wii and Wii Bowling. Right. It's fun. But that's yeah. not the main way people want to interact with stuff. So I think as a media consumption device, having it on your eyes, being able to use your hands, great. But particularly when you can't really see the world outside you, although there are transparency modes and stuff, aren't there, on on this device. So we've got that. The question I have to ask then is, 
are you going to sit down for a two-hour movie with that on your face? I just can't see it. A 20-minute comedy? I, maybe. Sure. You, you and I, we're not going to sit there on the couch in a recliner, whatever, for two hours watching a movie. I'm not going to put a, a football match on in onto a headset. Right. But there are people that do that. No, and they're not. Yeah. Okay, they're probably all in the United States because, I mean, look at us. But still, yeah, there, there are people that do that. Um, you know what I'm thinking of, don't you? The movie, Wally. Oh, oh, it was. I, I had two choices there. It was either Wally or Ready Player One. Uh, no, it's I'm going Wally on this occasion. Oh yeah, which is completely appropriate because uh, that actually really fits well with the whole uh, look at us in the in the United States joke. I, I couldn't possibly comment. I love my American listeners, um, but that's all I can see: people not moving, not you know, totally sort of absorbed by this headset. And I don't know if real that's going to appeal to real humans. We saw things like the Google Glass, right? Mm -hmm. Which is much less um, self-containing. It's, you know, much less all-consuming than something mm -hmm. like the Vision Pro. And it never really caught on. People around you were creeped out. There wasn't enough value to it. Like it mm -hmm. never quite got there. Why? No. I don't see... Look, the Vision Pro is much more stylish. Of course, it's much more huge, all of the magnitude more functionality than anything like that. But I, I don't, again, I just don't see this idea of people going, oh, I fancy watching the football tonight. Where's my headset? Oh, I really want to watch the latest episode of Reacher. Better grab the headset. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, and of course, the other thing, of course, is that it basically completely removes the communal aspect of watching something. Yes. I can't sit down and watch the game with my friends if one of us has got a headset on. Not today, but Apple could do or someone else could do something where it creates a whole virtual environment where everyone's sitting there completely self-contained next to each other or in other places. But it creates the feeling like you're actually together. And that just sounds horribly dystopian as I'm saying it. Mm -hmm. But I, I can see that becoming a thing. Charlotte, I several years ago. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you mentioned CES at the beginning. Mm -hmm. Several years ago at CES, when when I was still going, um, th there was uh, a year where the big thing for television makers was 3D television. Oh, I remember this. Yep. And it was ridiculous. Um, it was in fact ridiculous. Yes. Yeah. It and everyone had to put on uh, a different type of glasses based on what TV they were they were going to be watching. And there, there was no compatibility. You didn't know if the TV content was going to support your television. I mean, it was straight up a disaster. And, and one of the things that told me immediately that it was going to fail beyond the fact that it was just a bad idea was the fact that it took away the communal thing. Yep. Like you and all your friends, you'd have to have glasses for all your friends. So they could sit on the couch and, and watch. Obviously, I'm so popular that would be a huge that number be, of that, glasses. Yeah, that that would be a big expense for you. Yeah. Sure. Um, but it took away the communal thing because everyone has to put on their glasses and have a very specific focus on the television 
otherwise it doesn't work or you get kind of sick because yeah. the images are all wonky and and yeah taking away the communal part really isn't a thing that people are ready for right now i, I totally agree with that uh this here's my stupid theory right mm -hmm. i think covid changed our perceptions of a lot of things mm -hmm. and one of those things was the value of being in the same room and doing the same thing at the same time with other flesh and blood humans. Now, if you're a big, mm -hmm. if I'm running a big tech company, like say Apple, I'm going to go, yeah, but COVID also taught us that digital experiences can be really fulfilling and we can do stuff that we used to travel for together and having a headset instead of just a camera and zoom is much better than, you know, is much better. Like the headset is better. Mm -hmm. Now mm -hmm. they would argue that. Uh, but I think they're underestimating how much humans like other human interaction. Maybe. I, I, I like where we're going with this. And, Jeff is uh, looking and, confused at the idea of interacting with other humans. Fair. It's, sometimes it's weird. Um, sure. Yeah. Okay. So running with what you're saying mm -hmm. and Apple um, taking that into account because they probably have. I have a feeling that they're looking at this as a way to give people more of a personal experience yeah. because even though you may not be in the same place, they're doing things to make it feel more like you're actually together. Oh, I'm absolutely certain that's what their train of thought is. I'm just not sure yeah. it's good enough for humans. Let, let's uh, get Maybe not today. Which is, of course, always the key point with all these things, because we should be really clear as we're sort of laughing and joking about this. This is really only the start of the journey for Apple with its Vision yes. Pro, with AR, VR, spatial computing, whatever we're calling it. We have to be really clear about that. This is a prototype is disingenuous, but this is dipping its toe. This is not where we're ending up. Uh, correct. Yep, you, you absolutely nailed it. Um, yeah, th this is the first entry into what Apple hopes is a completely new computing category. Right. Uh, we have to talk about the battery for 30 seconds, no more. There's been mm -hmm. a bit of controversy. So the battery, to, to release the weight of the headset, to make it lighter, uh, the battery is not sort of on the headset. You kind of put it on your pocket or on your belt loop or something really cool like that. So wire, mm -hmm. it's a cable and you... And it goes there. Now it makes sense. It makes the whole thing lighter. Doesn't look that cool. Um, bit of a controversy at some of the pictures of journalists Apple was allowing to be released where you basically couldn't see the battery, which was kind of funny. Yeah. But I guess this is the only way they could do that. Yeah, it's the only way they could do that. Particularly the technology want... isn't there yet to yeah. to do what we would like them to. It's not a Star Trek thing yet. No. Uh none of us are quite Georgie the Forge, unfortunately, for all of yet. us. Um, and of course, if you're going to watch a movie or something for a couple of hours, you really don't want a big, heavy battery pack on your head. Right. So let, let's, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is quality. Mm -hmm. If I, cause in the videos, right, there have been stuff, uh, the promo clips about watching TV plus, obviously that's been of, there. Of in some of, some of the content we've seen related to the vision pro. Are we, what's the kind of quality of image we're going to see back? Like, is it going to be as good as our top end televisions? 
probably, practically speaking, it, it probably will be because of uh, everything that goes along with with the optics and distance to your eyes. And there, there's a lot that they can do in that small space, even if it's not overall as high quality as the highest end television, it will probably appear that way to us unless it's like really crappy video content and then it'll be really obvious. It's really crappy video content. Yeah. I mean, I'm just thinking of watching, you know, have a 4k television. Yeah. I don't want to degrade that. I don't think you're really going to degrade that. Okay. Um, but the quality of the, of the video itself will play a role in that. Of course. Oh, it's been, yeah. It's a fascinating cultural thing, this really of I'm gonna I think I'm gonna have to pre-warning have you back in six months, nine months, or twelve months when we've really seen the Vision Pro out in the world for a bit yes. of time. Because it hasn't really come into human contact yet. Not That's real the truth. humans, just journalists. <laughs> just tech journalists. Um and to be, they haven't even had chance to really robustly play with these things. It's right, all... yeah, it's been a very, very controlled environment. Very, where yeah, where Apple is restricting the things they're allowed to do with the device. Which, I mean, on one hand, oh, okay, that kind of worries me. What? Why are you so concerned about about uh, journalists trying out all the features? On the other hand, they were working with with uh, you, you said prototype earlier not referring to the finished product but really the journalists in many cases were playing with probably what were prototypes at certain points obviously we should be by the finish line now because it's meant to come oh, out yes. the land with people but yes and, and so that to me is what i'm really interested in seeing because none of these products have yet got mainstream recognition so People quite like playing with the MetaQuest, as far as I can tell. Mm -hmm. It's not like it's not like say a PlayStation where you go into loads of people's houses and there is one. We're way R behind that, right? But you probably know a friend that that has uh, a VR headset, and when I say you, I mean everyone that's possibly uh, that's tuning into the show. But I, everyone tuning into the show knows multiples of that who have say a playstation and right so i'm just thinking about sort of mainstream recognition and i think we're an awful long way from that and therefore what that makes me think is no content producers from influencers online to high-end hollywood studios are going to yet worry about making work that appears and go looks good on the Apple Vision Pro. I think it's not going to influence the creation process for a long, long time. I think you're right. the The place we will consistently see that happen, however, of course, is uh, Apple TV Plus. TV Plus, yeah. See what they do with. I mean, this is going to be interesting, isn't it? Will there be a push of content on TV Plus? that is for the Vision Pro, are they going to try and make that a thing? Is it worth the money? It's Well, Apple's playing a long game here. Mm -hmm. So 
yes, it's worth the money, even though they may very well take a financial hit on doing that initially. But uh, but Apple has to to show what can be done with this device. And they have a platform where they can do that very well through Apple TV Plus. Yeah, yeah, it's a fair point. Well, I'll just be interested to see if they start making shows that are designed to have extra features and moments and design that work. If you're wearing a Vision Pro headset, I'll, I'll just be fascinated to see if they bother to go down that line or they keep playing the let's get an Oscar, go down that route. I suppose you could do both. They they can do both if they if they want. Um, and so we'll we'll see all that. And the other side of this is that is the flip side of is it going to ever be a content creation device? And that I think is much further away than even consumption. Um, yeah, I I agree. Um, while you're I like agreeing the... with me a worrying amount on this show. Well... You're right. I feel like I should <laughs> disagree just on principle. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But no, yeah. I, I really can't see where the content creation side can come into this year. And maybe that's not the point of the device. That's fine. But again, at that price point, it still seems limited to me if you can't make stuff. It's, well, like you said, this is a first generation device. Mm -hmm. We're in a new category. <clears throat> Excuse me. I think assuming that Apple gets the buy-in that they want over time, those content creation features will, will come, especially as they can they can improve the hardware. But for now, if you want to do content creation with this thing, you're really looking at using your Vision Pro as a $3,500 uh, display for your Mac. Right. Yeah. Not really going to happen. Yeah, and of course, it's by definition going to be limited if it's OD in the US. Like, <laughs> I know you guys, there's a lot of you, but there's a lot of people in other places. And if it's, it will, have, of course, eventually be rolled out elsewhere mm -hmm. in the world. This is all very staggered, but this really is a long game for Apple. It, it's, you know, they're going to have to get the first generation out to other countries before anything else ever happens. Yeah, well, actually, those those will end up... Or, wow, that will end up happening sooner than most people realize, and not because of anything Apple does. Uh, but mm -hmm. but Apple, they tip their hand in uh, some of their knowledge base articles about Vision Pro, that they know people are going to buy these, take them outside the United States, and use them there. Yeah, of course, people are going to go to the Apple store and, uh, you know, the big Apple store in New York and come back with one and fly home and all of that stuff, which has happened yep. to other with other devices over the years as well. It, yeah. It used to be a lot better when the, the exchange rate was very much in the UK's favor and you could get a half price iPad and things like that. But it will it will inevitably happen. Where Where do we go next? I think is how we have to sum this up particularly from the perception of media consumption where do we get next with this device uh i think we're going to see it fork at some point and become two types of devices okay the one that continues down the path that we're seeing today with vision pro and we'll see miniaturization and uh and all the things that people are complaining about today 
the, those are things that will be addressed over time. So uh, lighter weight, better comfort, which is saying something because this is, from what I'm seeing, the most comfortable headset people have tried on. Yeah, they've done a pretty good job. Yeah. And there's better two types of bands, life. I think. Yes. Yeah, so we'll get better battery life also. We will we will get uh, uh, more horsepower in the device so it can act even more as a standalone device. At, at, uh, it wouldn't surprise me if Apple wants to see Vision Pro become an option for a standalone computer device, which I, it isn't there today. Now, the other fork that we're going to take with this is uh, is product lines that are more AR focused. So you mentioned Google Glass earlier, mm-hmm. kind of along the lines of that, where where we have something that's just like like a daily um, wear thing, something you use yeah. basically all the time. We've heard stories now and in the past of like Apple's making a pair of glasses. That's their way of making their AR, VR stuff cheaper. We're mm-hmm. going to see that as well. And we probably will. Yeah, as as we get better battery life, we get uh, more miniaturization of uh, of chips, and we get more miniaturization of quality cameras. There's a lot that you can do with with eyeglasses that you can't today, mm. and you couldn't when Google Glass came out. So that okay now. I might be totally wrong on how we wear that device. It may not actually be something that uh, that goes on our face, like glasses. That may be something that becomes more like heads-up technology. But but either way, I think Apple has two paths for this. And one is the big goggles, and one is the more augmented reality device. Yeah, and uh, as far as I can tell, neither of them makes it that appealing. Certainly, the last glasses won't really. I mean, the glasses won't allow you, I shouldn't think, to watch a show as a standalone device. Whereas, obviously, this goggle right. type device, a headset, you can do that if you are so disposed. Well, I'm really looking forward to see it as, as I say, the Apple Vision Pro comes into contact with real humans and see what the feedback is and journalists being able to test them really robustly. Uh, it's going to be very, mm-hmm. it's going to be one to watch, and we will. I mean, we're going to have to discuss this quite a lot as we come on, I should think. Because at one end, it's either going to be a huge success and everyone's going to be watching shows and movies and doing their work and having meetings using a Vision Pro, or it's going to be a complete flop and we're going to have to discuss that and why. Either either outcome is pretty fascinating. Because it's a big moment. Mm-hmm. We haven't really touched on this because it's not really the mode of the show, but this is a huge moment for Apple and for Tim Cook personally. And we shouldn't underestimate that because mm-hmm. it's often sort of sniped at Tim Cook that he never basically has never come up with something new, that he's never really invented a key Apple product. He's just reiterate, you know, iterated uh, the ones that already existed and were popular. And he well, does need I'm this to be Apple a win. Watch. That's a Tim Cook thing. Tim Cook, yes, that is a Tim Cook thing. Um, I'm something because I'm trying to think if people would really that you know there were smartwatches out there. I think at best people say he's not iterated something new since the Apple Watch. Let me put it that way. Okay, and and that's a fair statement. 
I think there's that is the kindest version of that criticism that I've heard. Yeah, and and uh, and that's fair. And also keep in mind, Apple doesn't invent new things. They watch what the market's doing and then figure out how do we do it better, how do we do it right, how we how do we do it so that it it serves users better, you know, which ultimately serves Apple better. Yeah, and then they make something. Uh, and the Vision Pro is obviously in that complete model. But yep. it really matters. Like th this matters to being a success on its own terms. They know it's not going to sell as many as the iPhone. That's not meant to. It's not what not it's today. That's there to do. But it does need to get. They do need it to be a hit on its own terms. I think. I I agree. Yes, they do. So that will be another side of this story. Not really one for the edition, but that will be a side of this story to follow. Can I ask you a question, Charlotte? Ah, go on. Too late going to do it. Because it, um, it's you. Because it's me. And uh, and you lo you talk about um, uh, content and streaming services and all that. How do you feel about Netflix snubbing Apple on Vision Pro and, uh, and saying the only way you can watch content on Vision Pro is through your web browser and not through a native app? I mean, first of all, it just sounds like a terrible watching experience second mm -hmm. of all does it tell you that netflix wants to make some kind of hardware oh i hadn't thought about that i was thinking of it more like uh, netflix wants to have total control over the user experience and, and that, the user data and that is of course true on both counts but it's also true of apple and this is yes. why we all have, uh, and we know this because look at what they're trying to do with the TV app. Apple would love you to watch everything on Apple TV, like everything through your Apple TV box, whether it's Netflix, mm -hmm. Paramount, it wants to be your sort of TV guide. And mm -hmm. obviously I assume those people that have a Vision Pro, it wants that to feed into it with the TV app on there and whatever. So mm -hmm. I'm kind of not surprised at, Netflix doesn't want to get in on it at this stage. I'll be, I'm not entirely convinced that will last indefinitely unless Netflix makes its own hardware, not least because Netflix is starting to have a growing habit of changing its mind on things. No ads, except now there's ads, no live sport. Oh, hello, massive 10 year deal with WWE, which was announced just on the day we're recording this show. So thank you for a chance to let me have a chance to build that up um jeff always a pleasure to have you on where can people keep up with you charlotte it's always a treat to get to hang out with you so thank you for inviting me on um okay people can find me on social media i'm jay gamut on all of them the the ones that i'm active on right now mastered on instagram and threads then for shows i kind of do a lot of shows you do um, many of the shows Yes. Uh, uh, Chuck Joyner's Mac Voices Live. Uh, Dave Ginsburg's In Touch with iOS. Then on the British Tech Network, The Big Show and The Mac Show. And then The Context Machine, Brian Chaffin and I do that together. And um, yeah, I think that, that, that covers it for now. That is many shows. I'm at Charlotte A. Henry across social media. I think at Charlotte A. Henry on a couple of the platforms. Of course, I would love you to head over to the edition.net 
There you can read blog posts. There's a little box to sign up to the newsletter there. If all you want is the newsletter stuff straight away, head to newsletter.theedition.net. And I would love you particularly if you take out a paid subscription. And please do get involved because trust me, there are exciting things coming in 2024. Jeff, thank you so much once again. And I'll see you all next week. Thank you.